This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to a new edition of the Cards Cast. As Cardinal Authority continues with its positional series, I am senior writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling. Jody, we've already touched base on the offensive line. Let's switch over to the other side of the ball and talk about the defensive line. It's an area that has certainly needed some attention. It's been an area that's lacked in depth and size for the last few years and is an area that's been getting attention from the coaching staff and its recruiting ranks with it, with Ben Souders, the strength coach, trying to bulk them up as well. And I would say, you know, at least looking at the depth chart, looking at it on paper, it looks like it, you know, through the efforts in the weight room, through the recruiting efforts, that the, that is a group that has taken a step forward to where it needs to be to become a consistent impact group uh, for this Louisville defense. Uh, yeah. And I'll, and I'll say this, Michael, and I'm not, I, I do think they have depth at the position more than maybe than, than we all think they do. But I think that that's, to me, the first two groups are fine. And, and you can win a lot of games in a lot of conferences with the guys that they have or will put out there in the first two groups. To me, if this is going to be a really good football team, maybe the biggest thing that has to happen is that two or three guys outside of that first two groups have to be able to get out there and, and get on the field. And I, and I think – and that's why I'm, like, pretty high on this team or maybe higher than some on this team uh, is because I do think that, that – I, I do think that's going to happen. I think that you'll see when we get into the season, um, I don't think they will rotate as many guys as they have before. Remember 12, 13, 14, 15 guys rotating – I think that they will um, – I think they'll they'll slow that roll a little bit, and I think they will get to a point where um, you've got to earn it to get in there. Not that guys didn't earn it before, because I think they did, but I just think that the first two groups have separated themselves so much that some guys are going to have to show they get on the field to be able to get onto the field, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I, re I really like that first team – uh, defensive line and when I say first team um, and I think currently that uh, nose tackle spot is still very much in competition I'm kind of including both Destel and Jermaine Lole uh, when I talk about that first team group I think we'll see both of them do I think those two will rotate uh, quite a bit but I really do like that that first team looking forward to seeing what Yaya can do when he doesn't get the majority of the attention from the opposing offensive lines so that might free him up and make him even a little bit more disruptive. And, you know, we heard Mark Ivey, the defensive line coach, uh, talking the other day how he was just, you know, an inch or a finger uh, nail away from making a few even bigger plays, strip sacks, I think is what he, he was talking about at that point. Um, and so they're looking at ways to making him, you know, close that gap, so to speak. And you hope with that bigger bulk in the middle that that will certainly help do so. Obviously, the continued progression of Ashton Gilotti on the other side um, you know, and, and I, I was I was not surprised, but I, I do find it a little curious that Ramon Perrier and Mason Reed, uh, both 
guys who are former walk-ons, uh, well, one still is, uh, still making a you know a big impact, both present currently on the defensive end spots on that second team. Mark Ivey really likes them, and those are guys who have gained experience um, and have shown the ability to make plays. Uh, but like you, Jody, I'm curious to see how that depth will continue. Those guys that were freshmen last year, you know, how will they? What will their next step be? What will it look like? How much impact can they make? Uh, so, still a lot to learn. Uh, Caleb Bakes is a guy that I'm really curious about. He's got the size that they get you excited, uh, but still kind of learning how to play with that added bulk that he's added to his frame. So, uh, like you, I really, I really like that first team. Really positive on that second group as well. But like you, I also I would like to see that younger group who can't come in and make start making an impact and take that next step in their career. Or will there be a newcomer? You know, we've heard Tafik Thomas's name be tossed up by Coach Ivy. So, you know, is that a guy that can grasp what they want on defense and potentially get some snaps early in his career at UofL? Yeah, I, I do think Mason Rieger is a guy who – to me, he, you know, if we're going to do something in, in in a week or so about maybe kind of, I, I don't want to call it surprise guys, but, but uh, break potential breakout guys. And I think he's a guy who I don't think a lot of people would, would mention uh, in talking about him, but he's so fast off the ball. You know, he's the guy who's a former linebacker, a former safety actually in high school. He's put on about 50 pounds. He's up to about two, six, four, probably about 255, 260 now. Um, and, and, and I think he's a guy that is, is going to be, uh, it's, a, it's going to be different than when, uh, Yaya is out there. Uh, he's more like Ashton in the fact that he's, you know, not as tall. I guess he's, no, he's actually tall, just as tall as Yaya. He's not as, he, he, he's, he's got that twitch. He's got that quick twitch and, and that speed and that strength. To where Yaya just kind of takes guys and throws them and 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 kind of bull rushes his way in there. And Mason is going to be a guy who's a little different than that. So I'm excited about him. Um, you know, Ramon Perrier, since the day he walked on camp, look back when when Ramon Perrier was a senior at Eastern High School, I remember talking to the staff a little bit about guys who were potential walk-ons. And when they said his name, I was like, absolutely no chance in the world you're getting that guy to walk on. And they're like, well, he's already going to said he's going to walk on. And I'm like, what? I mean, this guy in high school, I, I, he played on a team that wasn't very good, but he was a guy that just totally stood out no matter what he did or how he did it. And uh, since he stepped on campus, he's a guy that they have said is going to play and going to be in the rotation. And he's been that way. Um, uh, again, when you don't <laughs> – when you use him as a backup guy like they're going to do this year with he and Rieger and throw some other guys in the mix, um, they're not getting a bulk of the reps. They're not getting a ton of the reps. So I think these are guys that uh, that are really going to really show out this year as far as, um, you know, more than people expect uh, on on that defensive line. And you're right with some of the young guys. Tafik, Tafik Thomas is a guy who we've heard some things about. Caleb Banks. Still a guy that we hear, you know, a lot about, and hopefully they'll be able to get him in there and and, and get some reps. You know, Victuan Brown and Raheem Craig, RJ Sorensen, guys that they need to step up. You know, they need to actually, um, you know, get themselves in the mix and in the rotation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, you know, it's it's that time where they, you know, that that the added bulk they've added, you know, from, from their freshmen until, you know, their, their second year on campus should start help, helping them make an impact. You know, let, you know, I'm curious to see how much more, you know, they can, you know, I guess, push in fall camp. And then obviously throughout the season as well, um, you know, this is a, a season long process just because they may, we may not see them in the first three games of the season doesn't mean they may not impact later on in the year, but yeah, I'd like to see some of those younger guys uh, continue to step up, but you know, going back to that nose tackle spot, Jody, that's an area. You know, I mean, before Jermaine Lole announced he was transferring to Louisville, it was Teller Banks, and, and Banks that we knew was still, you know, kind of grasping the whole process. He had added a bunch of weight. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of potential there, and I think that potential is still there. But with the addition of Jermaine Lole, um, has obviously taken that position uh, competition to a, a, a completely new level. Um, and I like what we heard out of Mark Ivy. I like what we heard out of Desmond Tell as far as the competition goes there. Uh, Desmond Tell has responded obviously very positively to the additional lay, welcomes that competition and has stepped up and continued to compete. And, and as those two guys continue to fight for who's going to be that opening day starter. But I think regardless of who eventually does get that, that nod, um, I do expect to see both of those guys compete quite a bit. And I think if they can do compete, at the level that I think many are anticipating, um, that could spell a lot of positive things for the other guys on on, on that uh, defensive line as well. So really, really big potential impact from the nose tackle spot this year. Yeah, I think so. And, and I think Lole is a guy, Michael, that uh, a lot of high expectations. Um, I, you know, he, he coming off that injury, didn't play a lot last year. He picked up a lot of weight. He dropped that weight. He just got the size and the, he's just got the strength. Because you and I both saw him, and he doesn't – he's not – honestly, and, and I'm not comparing him as far as – I don't know about his game. I'm not comparing his game to that. But but when I saw him, I thought D'Angelo Brown. Because remember when D'Angelo Brown, when you used to see him, you were like, that guy does that out on that field, you know, because he just wasn't that – and again, he was, he was a little shorter and stocky and built – and, and Jermaine's kind of the same way. You and I both saw him the other night. We were both at the at the kickoff uh, happy hour event, and we were like, "Wow, you know, like that's Jermaine Lole." Like it, it's, it, but but from what I understand, his hands are so strong. The the the, the, the upper body part, you know, and obviously he and, and Des tell both squatting what six over six hundred. So I mean, yeah. it's it, it, it's a big. To me, that's what's been missing from Louisville the last few years. As as good as those guys, you know. They, they, they did their best. They tried to do what they could do. But up front, you needed someone in the middle, and, and that takes a little pressure. Look, I think Yaya and Ashton last year, the guys on the ends were – I thought the guys were fine. But they weren't able to do what they could do. And you mentioned it earlier. They got more attention because Louisville wasn't as good in the middle. And I think that, that is what will help this team this year as being better in the middle. Now, one thing, Michael, it, like I said, I got Mason Rieger as my kind of surprise guy. I'm going to go with Yaya as my guy who's going to be the MVP up front. Do you have a surprise and an MVP? You know, I think Yaya is a good suggestion for that. I mean, he's a guy that you, you, we're talking about expectations. I um, mean, so highly rated, you know, coming out of uh, the JC ranks that th there's been high expectations for him every year. 
Um, and he, he's graded out well, but the, statistically, as far as everybody's wanting to see the sacks and the TFLs and things like that, you know, he has drawn a lot of attention. And I think if he does, if you know, if that nose tackle presence uh, can pull guys away and he gets more of an opportunity, then I think those his numbers could rock it up. You know, he's bulked up as well. Uh, so I think he's a great, you know, suggestion for potential MVP for the defensive end. I know there's been a lot of hype up for him for every year, but I think this is that year because of what they've done elsewhere on the defensive line, as well as the depth that he really has a, a chance to do that. And, you know, and you, know, you can make an argument for whoever, you know, gets the majority of the snaps at nose tackle uh, as well. Cause you know, there was something that Destel responded to me, you know, asked him what the big difference is because of that bulk. And he said, instead of last year where they played basically on that off, you know, right on that line of scrimmage, they're now working in the offensive backfield. So that's obviously a positive thing there as well. So um, just to be different, I'm going to go with, you know, 1A or 1B, which is going to be Teller Lole at the at the nose tackle. Um, and the, the surprise, I think, could also be Tell because, you know, he's a guy we've seen a little bit here and there. Uh, but this is an opportunity for him to really jump up and, and kind of take the reins, so to speak, of his spot on the defensive line. But regardless, I think, of what we see, you know, at the, again, at that nose tackle spot, I think they this Louisville staff, this defensive line, Mark Ivey and his group have, have – have the pieces to make a more impact on the, for this defense this year, and, you know, and that's going to be huge, especially when you're talking games where you might lose by a field goal and potentially turning that into a W. I think this is the year that Louisville finally, when you, when you start talking about a defensive line, you're not just crossing your fingers and hope they hold their own, that they may be able to start making even more plays than, uh, than we've ever seen in the last three or four years. Yeah. I think it's, the, it, it really, to be honest with you, Michael, I think it's the key to a couple of extra victories this year. Yeah. As far as, as, as well, from what I, from what I believe, I think it, it will be a key. Uh, if the defensive line play is is what we think it could be, it's going to be a, a lot uh, a better uh, season for the Louisville Cardinals. Yeah. All right, still got to prove it. Still got to prove it, but yeah, they do. That's uh, one of our uh, position series podcasts here. Uh, on the Cards Cast, we've taken care of the offensive line and the defensive line. Up next. Another one of those positions that I think you're going to have to show everyone in order to believe it as uh, the next one we will do will be the wide receiver. Keep clicking at CardinalAuthority.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.